At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. The best conversations I have with my colleagues are the ones that happen when no one is looking, when we're not 100% sure yet what to write. Hopefully, having conversations like this can help you figure out your own point of view. That's kind of our job as Washington Post opinions columnists. I'm Charles Lane, Deputy Opinion Editor. And I'm Amanda Ripley, a contributing columnist. We're going to bring you into these conversations on a new podcast called Impromptu. Follow Impromptu now, wherever you listen. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more... Right now, you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. This is The Look Ahead on VSIN, the sports betting network. It is our number three of the look at right here on VEASAN, the Sports Bank Network. Greg Oops and filling in for Scott Seidenberg. You wound up seeing Scott a little bit earlier on Thursday on the nightcap. So that means that I am in here and happy Friday to all of you guys out there on the West Coast as it is now midnight Pacific as I wind up doing this. And we've got a great day of baseball that's going to be coming up for Friday. So I'm going to give you a lot on the Friday card that we're going to be seeing. Try to give you guys as many winners as humanly possible and on top of that, Dan Titus, he does a great job at the Action Network taking a look at all things NBA. Well, we've seen some news with regards to the NBA recently with Kevin Durant demanding a trade. We've seen a lot of free agency moves. We've seen a lot of guys getting a whole bunch of money, and we're going to get everything with, we're going to get caught up with him on a little bit of everything, what we've been seeing in terms of the futures market, and hey, at this point, I think I might be able to get $25 million out there on the open market in the NBA, and I never played college basketball. I went to a D3 university, so it's very interesting what we're all getting out there, and we're going to be breaking it down with Dan in about 15 minutes, but how about if we wind up taking a look at a little bit of baseball for this Friday first, as we've got a game that's going to be played very, very early. Do not let this one sneak up on you. I think that it's very, in- it's very important to always with regards to Sports that they wind up having quite a bit of action day in and day out. To check your first pitch, your tip, what have you times. Because this is going to be a noon Pacific, 3 a.m. Eastern time first pitch. 9-13, 9-14 on the bang board. Tampa Bay Rays, they're on the road. They're facing off against the Toronto Blue Jays. Jose Berrios is going to be going for the Jays. And you've got Creek Kluber, the Klubot, is going to be on the bump for the Rays. And the Rays 
You're finding them anywhere between about a plus 110 to a plus 120 underdog. And when it comes to Toronto, you're going to be finding them anywhere between minus 125 and minus 130. This is down from the opener of the Rays being right around a plus 125. And as long as you're able to get pretty much, I would say, plus 116 or greater. So anything north of a plus 115, I'd be willing to fire in on the Tampa Bay Rays. This is not very surprising as to why the team has come in against the Toronto Blue Jays. And it's because Jose Barrios has been just... A mess for this Blue Jays team, to say the least. Though, I will say this about Jose Barrios. It is very on par with his career that he has always been significantly better whenever he has been at home rather than on the road. You take a look at it, and his ERA hovers right around about a 3-1 when he's at home, north of a 7 when he is on the road. So, we've got some very demonstrative splits with him. Now, I will say, and I'm sure that some of you guys might be asking, why in the world do we have a day game out there in the great country of Canada with the Blue Jays. It's Canada Day. So congratulations to you. J- July 1st, Canada Day. Also the day in which the Minions, the Rise of Gru movie winds are coming out. So we've got a little bit of everything that's going on. With regards to this, we've got NBA free agency that's going on and all the hoopla. So boy, we have no shortage of sports here on July 1st. But with those Abadios, big thing with him is that his swing and miss stuff also is way down. Each out of the last three seasons has been able to get at least nine and a half strikeouts for nine innings. This year it's down at 7.4, and that's a big reason why, even though the ERA hovers right around a 586, it's not like the fielding independent is necessarily a whole heck of a lot better. And for Corey Kluber, he has been able to do a lot of his best work whenever he has been on, whenever he has been at home, but still has been able to do a very solid job not giving out bases too cheaply. By that, I mean 1.4 walks per nine innings. Swing and miss stuff is a little bit down for him, but still... Eight strikeouts per nine innings, fielding independent, and his ERA relatively online. He's given up about a home run per nine innings. Now, the one thing with the Tampa Bay Rays, and I did wind up having to dock them a little bit because of this. This is a Tampa Bay Rays team in which they've been one of the better bullpens out there in the big leagues, but they're going to be without some of their normal bullpen pieces. So, Javi Guerra is probably going to be seeing a few innings in this series along Phoenix Sanders with the way that they wind up having to place a couple guys on sort of the reserve list because in order to be able to enter the country of Canada, it is a vaccination status sort of ordeal. So it is one of those cases in which the Tampa Bay Rays are going to be having some of their non-regular bullpen pieces out there in this one. The lineup, though, that is relatively par for the course, what you can expect out of them. And now you've got Wander Franco, who's back in the full for the Tampa Bay Rays, someone who's been lit right around 260 along with Randy Rosarena. And really been G-Man Choi and Yandy Diaz that have been in the table setters for this team. Both of these guys north of a 365 on base. And the one fear that you do have with the Tampa Bay Rays is that the bottom of the lineup has not been good. Guys like a Taylor Walls. Whenever he's been out there, Mike Zanino, as he's been banged up, Rene Pinto has been able to see a couple of opportunities at the catcher spot. Vita, Brujan. I mean, you're able to go down the list. Brett Phillips, I think I might want to mentioning him. But if not, well, you wind up getting a second mention for having a batting average of a buck 80 or lower. You've got nearly half the lineup who's sort of in that fold. And for the Toronto Blue Jays, you don't have that issue. You've got Viagero Jr. He, along with George Springer and Boba Shett, are inning between about a 262-275 double-digit amount of homers for, for pretty much all three of these guys, including what you've been able to get out of Guerrero Jr. between 17 and 18 home runs out of him. Santiago Espinel is someone that's able to do a relatively solid job of being able to get on base. Alejandro Kirk has really firmed himself into one of the better hitting catchers out there in the big leagues. But I still can't get behind the Toronto Blue Jays at this price, even though the lineup is 
superior with the Blue Jays, and you do have a guy in Jose Barrios who's been a little bit better at home because you've also got a bullpen for this Blue Jays team that has been a hot mess. And really, Matt Gage has been one of your best relievers for this team. Jordan Romano is able to give you a couple of good saves as well. He's been able to post up right around 3 ERA, but Adam Simber has been having a little bit of tough go of it this year. Yimi Garcia has been a little bit banged up. He's been a little bit up and down. Whenever you've had guys like a Julia Merriweather out there, that's been not great. Trevor Richards, he's got north of a 6 ERA. He is now currently on the injured list for the team. So they've been just looking for any rhythm whatsoever in this bullpen. They have not been able to find it. As a result, they have been playing some higher scoring games. But I do think that just the strangeness of this game could wind up helping out a little bit with regards to the under. The, the pitchers may wind up being able to prepare for this a little bit more. Meanwhile, when it comes to the hitters, they wind up playing last night. So that is something to take a look at. But even with that factored in, I still like this total over at a nine. I just think that it's a little bit too low of a total with the way that the Toronto Blue Jays have been ripping the cover off the ball and the way that Jose Barrios in general has not pitched very well and the bullpen concerns that you do wind up having with the Blue Jays. So I'm going to be taking a look at a plus price personally with the Tampa Bay Rays. Best of the number may have already wind up coming and going, but if you're able to get north of a plus 115, I think that you've got some relatively solid value, and I'm going to be taking a look at a 9 over. I think that this one is going to be interesting as well, as we wind up going to elevation with the highest total on the board. This is 909-910 on the betting board. Here's in the Diamondbacks. They're going to be on the road. They're going to be facing off against the Colorado Rockies, but Antonio Sensatella getting the start, and it's going to be Merrill Kelly, who winds up countering for the Arizona Diamondbacks. Between even money and plus 110, is your price on the Arizona Diamondbacks. Meanwhile, if you're taking a look at Colorado, you're going to be finding them pretty much between a minus 115 to a minus 120 across the board. This was at a minus 125 a little bit earlier. This is a number that is starting to come down a little bit, and I do think that money coming out on the Arizona Diamondbacks is warranted here because with Merrill Kelly, even though his home and road splits aren't necessarily favorable to him on the road for his career, he's been having a ERA that's right around 1.3 points lower Whenever he is at home rather than on the road, it's been a little bit better this year being able to keep it reined in. And Antonio Sensatella has something that I don't think I've ever seen before. He's got an opponent's batting average that is currently higher at home than his ERA is at home. With Antonio Sensatella, he's got an ERA at home that hovers right around a 365, and opponents are hitting a 385 off of him. That is not sustainable. If opponents continue to hit north of a 380 off of him, yeah, that ERA should be going up. He's giving up 13.8 hits per nine innings, and yet somehow, some way, he's keeping the ball in the yard. He's giving up about a half home run per nine innings. His hits to home run rate is one of the most ridiculous I've ever seen in my life. Now, what I will say about Antonio Sensatella is that the command is there. For the third straight year, he's giving up 2.2 walks per nine innings or fewer run. I mean, you want the definition of a pitcher contact guy. 5.1 straight cuts per nine innings. Merrill Kelly... It's not like he's going to go out there and he's going to be fireballing, giving you like 15 strikeouts in the start or anything like that. But he's been able to do a relatively solid job of being able to keep guys off balance. Seven and a half strikeouts per nine innings. The 3.2 walks per nine innings. You'd like to see it a little bit lower, but it's been a little bit unlucky this year. Right around a 364 ERA compared to a 332 fielding independent end. Where Arizona, this team has really been able to do a good job of going yard on the road. I think that it's just so intriguing to take a look at this Arizona team because typically you'd think out there in the desert that the ball would fly out a little bit more in Arizona rather than on the road, but it's been the complete opposite for the Diamondbacks team. They're in the top five in the big leagues in terms of home runs per game on the road. Meanwhile, at home, they've been registering a little bit less than home run per game as they wind up having right around 1.43 
home runs whenever they are on the road. Christian Walker has been able to line this. He's been able to give the team 19 home runs thus far this season. And for the Arizona Diamondbacks, they've had a difficult time of just being able to get on base in general. They're hitting about a 215 as a collective. And with the Colorado Rockies, this is a squad that they are just so much better at home rather than on the road with regards to their hitting. As they're hitting as a collective right around a 240 on the road, north of a 280 when they are at home. And what is really big for the Colorado Rockies as well, they just don't hit home runs when they're on the road. And when they're at home, the offense really picks up. Right around 1.25 home runs per game at home. A half a home run per game on the road. That is by far the biggest split out there in the league. And, and that's illustrated by C.J. Crone, a guy that's hitting right around a 340 with 13 home runs at home. On the road, he hits below a 250 with just four home runs. Brendan Rodgers has seven home runs this far this season. All seven of them have wanted coming in Colorado. Now, the Colorado Rockies bullpen has been a little bit better recently over the last three weeks. They're posting up right around 335 ERA, but if you take a look for the season, this is a bottom five team in terms of bullpen ERA. And for the Arizona Diamondbacks, you do have a couple trustworthy guys, Joe at Tipley, Sean Poppin. They've been able to do a nice job of being able to give you some good innings out of the bullpen, but by and large, these are two bullpens that are in the bottom 10 in terms of ERA. I'm looking at this 11.5, and my name is calling to the over because, well, this is a case in which I think that you're going to get a lot of contact in general, lots of balls in play, and that's going to lead to a lot of runs. And I felt like the Diamondbacks should be a very slight favorite in this spot. So I'm going to be taking a look at the Arizona Diamondbacks, and I'm going to be taking a look at the over. And coming in next, well, we're going to be taking a look at the NBA and the frenzy that we're seeing. Kevin Durant has requested a trade. Guys are getting paid hundreds and hundreds of millions of dollars. And Dan, Dan Titus of the Action Network, he's going to be here to just look at all the latest right here on VSIN, the Sports Bank Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. The 2024 presidential campaign features two candidates who are very well known to Americans. And yet, there's complexity at every turn. Criminal trials for one of those candidates. Young voters who are angry. The Campaign Moment podcast from The Washington Post gives you what matters. I'm Aaron Blake, and I'm covering my 10th election cycle. My colleagues and I have insights that you won't find anywhere else. So follow the Campaign Moment right now, wherever you're listening. The wait is almost over. Get ready for the 2024 NFL season as the full schedule is announced. Every rivalry, every rematch, every rookie debut, every game revealed. The 2024 NFL schedule release presented by Verizon coming in May. Live on NFL Network, ESPN2, and streaming on NFL+. Terms and conditions apply to NFL+. Visit nfl.com slash schedule release to learn more. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game. King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think he could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. 
He's going to guard. He's going exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, exactly. he's going guard. And then on I'm top of that. Like that. See that. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. He's, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what so. I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because it ain't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you're looking for more sports betting discussion around your local teams, well, Bet Rivers has you covered. Bet Rivers has launched a series of CityCasts designed to be able to tackle sports betting from a local perspective. There are local CityCasts in Chicago, Denver, Detroit, Los Angeles, New York, Philadelphia, Pittsburgh, and now Washington, D.C. Subscribe to your local CityCast wherever your podcast has. It is a look at with myself, Greg Peterson, and great to be joined by Dan Titus of the Action Network. He does a great job of being able to dive into both the NFL, and the NBA. And Dan, there is no shortage of things to talk about with regards to the NBA. I figured that we were going to be seeing some, I guess you'd call it fireworks with the 4th of July coming up. But what do you make out of everything that we've seen right now? Because we've seen a lot of movement in terms of the futures market. And man, I think that it's just one of these cases in which we've got so many moving parts right now that it's hard to hone in on just one or two. And you just have to take a look at the full picture in general because it has been insane. It's been absolutely crazy, man. And I think you you said it best, like the fireworks. I mean, for 4th of July weekend, I don't think anyone was expecting Kevin Durant to make the announcement that he wants to be traded. You know, I thought it was going to happen eventually just because, you know, it's really hard to see if the Nets are really uh, honing in and, and wanting to give Kyrie that that max or even a long-term extension. And, you know, this is a this is a package deal. And I think we saw that with Kyrie Irving and his future in limbo and deciding to opt in, maybe that was enough for KD to be like, you know what? I can't trust it. I'm out. I'm going to go find another team. And we know he's not loyal. So it's going to be really interesting to see what team here on his short list of suitors is that inevitably going to be the one that uh, winds up mortgaging a lot to get him. Yep, and we're seeing all these different NBA players like Paulo Boncaro trying to recruit him and everything like that. And the Live Golf <laughs> Tour is trying to as well. So, I mean, we've been hey, seeing well it try. all. Yep, exactly. Shoot your shot right there when it comes to trying to be able to get Kevin Durant. But we wound up seeing his list of teams that he wants to be getting traded to, the Phoenix Suns. They were certainly towards the top of the list. And we have seen as a result in the odds market, Right now, the Golden State Warriors and the Phoenix Suns, they're currently 1-2 and two at DraftKings. Right now, you're seeing the Warriors at a plus 550, the Phoenix Suns at plus 600. And I was talking to, actually, Patrick Everson, who does a great job reporting upon all these line movements as well. And we've seen the Phoenix Suns in a couple of markets wind up becoming the favorite. And the Suns, they're right there right now with the LA Clippers and the Boston Celtics at DraftKings at 6-1. Taking a look at things right now, I personally have a tough time firing in on anything with all this just sort of just in limbo, I think is the best way of putting it. I'm not sure how you wind up feeling, but I think that this is a case in which you really have to let the dust settle if you are going to be banking on Kevin Durant being that one piece that a team needs for a title just because we have no idea what's going on right now. That's exactly right. And, you know, I think that the the asking price for the Brooklyn Nets right now, you know, if the Suns are really the the odd, the shortest shortest odds to win the championship right now, you know, they just signed re-up uh, Devin Booker for quite a significant amount of oh. money there. So I doubt he's going to be the one that's going to be 
uh, the piece there. But I think that the Phoenix Suns have a compelling offer to make. You know, they could throw in, you know, Jay Crowder, Mikal Bridges, DeAndre Ayton. It's going to take a lot plus picks. Um, but I think the dark horse that I would eye would be the Miami Heat. You know, they do have a lot of young assets. They do have draft capital. And we know that Pat Riley loves to shake things up. So um, I wouldn't be surprised if they if he ends up in Miami and South Beach there. But you're right. I, I don't. It's really hard to really pinpoint what team could really have a chance at winning the title right now with so much in limbo and so much uh, to be determined with this superstar uh, that that has now made himself available uh, right now. And who knows what how long it will take to get traded because there's going to be it's going to take a lot to, to get Kevin Durant um, in terms of just mortgaging a future here. Picks, players, a combination of both. And to your point, Titus, it's just a case in which what we're seeing in the NBA right now is the teams that are winning titles are a lot of these teams that they're really building from within the NBA draft. We wanted seeing that with right. the Milwaukee Bucks. Giannis Antetokounmpo, along with Chris Middleton, they were able to lead the team to the title. Just look at the Golden State Warriors. Obviously, you don't want a team of no free agents whatsoever. <laughs> you want to be bringing in a guy or two, but at the same time, a lot of these core pieces are guys that have been with their organization for nearly their entire career slash wound up being there for quite a while. And we're seeing a lot of these teams in which they bring in two or three superstars via free agency. They've wound up coming up short. Look no further than the team that Kevin Durant was just on, the Brooklyn Nets. <laughs> yeah, I mean, they led, led themselves to a, a, a first-round exit and a sweep, no less. So, you know, I think that this, this is a really interesting time in the NBA because I think the big three era – uh, that really LeBron James won many of his championships in and everyone was trying to just team up and have these these super squads. But I think you're seeing now the NBA is really about youth and wing defense and being able to shoot the three. And I think the Boston Celtics, you know, they made their path like granted, you know, Chris Milton was hurt. But, you know, I think you're seeing a lot of these younger teams emerge, the ones that can uh, get up and down the floor, play versatile defense, you know, guarding multiple positions, being able to shoot the three and, and really not having that strain of cap hold of, of really three of your players taking up all of your cap. Um, it's really about depth nowadays. So, you know, I, I think that some of these teams might want to reconsider, uh, you know, making some of these big splashes because it may not always end up with the results that you, you anticipate. Yep. No question about it. And heck, I mean, even the Philadelphia 76ers, they wound up bringing in James Harden. And it looks like Harden might wind up signing for less money, which that would be able yeah. to help out the Philadelphia 76ers right now. We're seeing them 10 to one at DraftKings in terms of the futures market. But with that said, I know you're taking a look at another Philadelphia team with regards to the futures market, and that would be the Philadelphia Eagles. Right now in a lot of spots, odds to be able to win the NFC East. You're finding them in a lot of places right around plus 200. It's going to vary a little bit from book to book, but what are you seeing with regards to the Philadelphia Eagles and really the entirety of the NFC East? Because I do think that it's going to be one of the most fascinating divisions out there in football, especially with the Dallas Cowboys. The saga going on with Mike McCarthy, is he going to be there when it's all said and done? And this is a Cowboys team that they really didn't wind up beefing up in the offseason themselves, while the Eagles, to your credit, they want to make moves. You're right, and and I think you said it best. I think this is really hinges on Mike McCarthy and his ability to get his teams to the end goal. And we've seen it time and time again. He's not that guy. You know, he, he did win with Brett Favre back in the day, but it's been a long time since that's happened. And I'm really not impressed with what Dallas did in the offseason. I mean, they did finish 12 and five last season, but you got to expect this defense to regress here. Trayvon Diggs had 11 interceptions, but he also gave up the most yards um, in coverage last year. So that's certainly got to come back to re uh, revert back to the mean here. And then also, 
you know, offensively, they're missing Michael Gallup for a considerable amount of games. They lost Cedric Wilson. This offense may be fine, but I still have questions with this defense, despite Makai Parsons being one of the best defensive uh, linebackers and edge rushers in the NFL. But it's really about the Eagles here and what they did in the offseason to improve. Now, a lot of this hinges on Jalen Hurts and his ability to lead this team, but it's really going to be a help when you have A.J. Brown uh, opposite of Devontae Smith. You have Dallas Goddard there um, locking in that middle down, down in the middle of the field in the seams. But then also they bolstered their defense. Now Darius Slay has a real cornerback on the opposite side with James Bradbury there from the Giants. So, and, and I love what they did in the draft. They, they drafted uh, D-Tackle, who's drawing comparisons to Haloti Nada and Jordan Davis. They still have Josh Sweat there. Fletcher Cox is coming back. And they have one of the best offensive lines in the NFL. So it's hard to not bet on the Eagles here. And interestingly enough, if you go back in history over the last, since 2004, no team in the NFC East has repeated as the divisional champion. So last year, it was the Cowboys. I think this year it's going to be the Eagles. The Giants had a great draft, but they're still some years away. They didn't invest in Daniel Jones, so I think there's some question marks there. But then also you got the Commanders. It's Carson Wentz leading the way. Come on, that franchise is in disarray right now. So it's hard for me to really have much faith also in the Commanders. So I think the Eagles are a great bet here at plus 200, plus 210. Well, shop around, you can get a better number. But uh, I think this is the one you want to bet right now before the season starts. And Titus, you don't need to tell me twice about having no faith in Mike McCarthy because I'm a man that I grew up in the great state of Wisconsin. <laughs> the last time he wanted being able to get it done, I was a senior in high school when the Green Bay Packers wanted winning the Super Bowl. And then from there, it just wound up turning into a lot of wasted years with Aaron Rodgers. So you don't That's need right. to tell me twice on that one. And <laughs> speaking of the NFC North, I know that you're looking at a player prop for this upcoming season. Nice plus money right around plus 900 with regards to Josh Jefferson leading the league in terms of receiving yards. Take me a little bit through this one because obviously came into the league very, very good. Also, nice nice touchdown dance for him, by the way, but take me oh, through yeah. your thinking with regards to Josh Jefferson on this. Yeah, I think he's going to be hitting the giddy a lot this season because he's lucked up into a great situation. They fired Mike Zimmer, and this guy's coming off a 1,600-yard campaign, second to only Cooper Cup. Now, Cooper Cup is the odds-on favorite to lead the NFL in receiving yards, but I think Justin Jefferson is going to give him a run for his money. At plus 900, he has the second shortest odds to win this seasonal award here. And I think he's going to get it done because they inherited the offensive coordinator of the off, of the Los Angeles Rams in Kevin O'Connell. And if you look at a lot of the comparisons between Cooper Cup and Justin Jefferson, were pretty similar last year. You know, they both benefited from an injury to the opposite receiver, Robert Woods being on the on the Rams and Adam Thielen on the on the Vikings, but the Rams got better in the offensive in the uh, on their offensively. Um, you know, they signed Allen Robinson and they're probably going to get Odell Beckham back at some point. But I really think that this is really going to be an offense that's going to explode here with uh, the Minnesota Vikings and Kirk Cousins. He's on a one year deal. Thirty five million. Nice little prove it chance for him. Um, I think there's a great chance for him to really show out here and Justin Jefferson to really take over as the best receiver in the NFL. It's going to be a great season of NFL. I know that Titus, you're going to be doing a great job of tracking that and the NBA. A big thanks to Dan Titus of the Action Network for joining me right here on The Look at it. Coming up next, we hit the diamond right here on VSIN, the Sports Bank Network. The VEASAN Summer Special is here for just $19. You get everything that VEASAN has to offer from now until the end of July. This includes all of our daily best bets. Adam Burke, as he covered all on the diamond for that, I know that Scott Seidenberg, who I'm filling in for right now, 
he does a terrific job on this front as well. And you also wind up getting premium NFL preseason coverage, great articles on golf, UFC, USFL, and the NASCAR scene as well. If you're wanting the full Visa experience, which includes daily best bet emails, every single edition of Point Spread Weekly, our betting tools, and live video streaming, whatever you want. It costs is just $19 to be a subscriber now through July 31st. And that is at vcin.com slash summer to be able to subscribe for that as it is a look at with myself, Greg Peterson, and a big thanks to Dan Titus doing a terrific job over there at the Action Network. He wanted joining me in the last segment, talked a little bit about all the hoopla that we're currently seeing in the NBA. Guys are getting paid and, well, we've got a lot of guys requesting trades as well. So that is causing for a lot of movement with regards to the futures market. So glad to be able to break it all down with him. Big thanks, him. Now let's take a look at what we've all got on the diamond for Fridays. We've got a locked and loaded slate. If you want to missing my DK Nation pick that I want to giving out in hour number two, have no fear. We're going to be hitting upon that in about 15 or so minutes. So I will refresh that for you guys. And in the final, I would say about 25, 30 minutes of the show, just going to try to give you guys as many bets as we can for Friday and try to be able to give you guys as many winners as possible. Yes, we go 919, 920 on the betting board. This is the Houston Astros. They're on the road, or they're at home, I should say. They're taking on the LA Angels as Michael Lorenzen is going to be taking the bump for the Angels. And you've got Christian Javier is going to be going for Houston. Houston has find themselves as a mid-sized favorite, maybe a little bit of an upper mid-sized favorite if you want to use a term like that. Anywhere between minus 148 and minus 165 is your price on Houston. And then with the Angels, they are anywhere between plus 130 and plus 148. 8.5 is your total in a lot of spots. Seeing a straight eight at DraftKings, but seeing a lot of eight and a half. And with Christian Javier, the question is, how does he wind up coming off of throwing north of 110 pitches in a no-hit effort against the New York Yankees? Now, obviously, it was a combined no-hitter. He wound up going seven of those innings, but I do think that this is a question mark that you do wind up having in this game. And I think that Christian Javier is going to be very solid in this one. He has been really able to do a nice job of being able to get swings and misses right around 11 strikeouts for nine innings. Walks can be a little bit of an issue, which is what wound up hurting him a little bit in that start that he wound up having against the New York Yankees. This is a guy that he is one that has just such good stuff that sometimes he has a little bit of a tough time controlling it, but he's been darn near unhittable. He's been able to do a nice job of being able to keep the ball in the yard. And for Michael Lorenzen, he has been someone that has been having a little bit of a tough time with command as well. He has been giving up over... Three walks per nine innings, so that has been a little bit of an issue with him. And when it comes to Michael Lorenzen as well, he's been able to do a very solid job of not giving up a lot of homers, but I do question if he's maybe been getting a little bit lucky thus far this season because you take a look at Michael Lorenzen, fielding independent is actually a tad bit lower than his ERA, but he's only given up .7 home runs per nine innings. Not much of a swing and miss guy, seven strikeouts per nine innings to go along with those walks, so I do have my concerns there. But the bigger concern my opinion, if you're going to be looking at the LA Angels, this bullpen, it is not good. You've got Ryan DiPera along with Rossio Iglesias, Aaron Loop. Your seventh through ninth inning guys all posting up an ERA of a 3-6 or higher as a big-time issue. Meanwhile, the Houston Astros they and the New York Yankees are 1-2 and two in terms of bullpen ERA. They did wind up having to use up a few guys yesterday, but they really didn't have to dive too far into the bullpen because Luis Garcia wound up being able to give them a very good start. And the bullpen is the reason why the Houston Astros have been so dominant as they have with regards to this trend. How about the Houston Astros playing two-thirds of their games this season to the under? They have been absolutely masterful with that regard. And you still do have some of the superstar bats out there for the Houston Astros. Now, 
you, know, you got to keep in mind that there wound up being a little bit of a collision between Jeremy Pena along with Jordan Alvarez, two of the better sluggers for the team. And they both wound up missing the game against the New York Yankees on Thursday. But still, you've got Jose Altuve out there. He's been able to give the team right around 15 home runs. He's been able to do a solid job of being able to get on base. They've been dealing with a little bit of injury to Michael Brantley, but even Alex Bregman, who the batting average has not necessarily been there with him, but got an on-base percentage that's north of 350. He's still got a lot of pop in the bat end for the LA Angels. They've got a relatively wretched bullpen, but you do have guys that are able to go yard for the team, as you've had Jared Walsh, Shoy Otani, be able to combine for between 29 and 30 home runs. Both of these guys hit in the neighborhood about a 260 to a 265. Mike Trout, that man needs no introduction. He's been able to go deep 23 times. He has been one of the best players out there in the league once again this season. Heck, Taylor Ward, him coming off the injured list. He's got an on-base percentage as north of a 400. He's been able to supply a double-digit amount of homers. You do have a couple guys like Luis Renifo, Brandon Marsh that have seen a little bit of dip in regards to their batting average. But the offense, not the issue for the Angels. But they're going to have to look to try to find a way to be able to get to this Houston Astros team. And the Astros, they've just been pitching so well at home and I did think that that is going to be a big-time issue when it comes to this Angels team. I was willing to lay more like a minus 175 to a minus 180 on the Astros, personally. It all becomes, for me, whether you or not you want to go money line or run line. And right now, with this Astros run line, seeing it in a lot of spots, right around about a minus one, or right around about a plus 135 to a plus 140, being able to get especially a plus 140, I'm willing to take a shot here because this is an Angels bullpen that they're really starting to give up the runs. I just do not have a lot of faith in them whatsoever. And if you're able to get an eight like we're seeing at DraftKings, I like that over an eight and a half. That'd be my buy point on the under. I do think that there's some possibilities that you do wind up seeing sort of a five to three, six to two style game with the way that Javier's been playing and the way that I do think that Michael Lorenzen going to get a little bit lit up in this spot. So at an eight, wanted to take a look at an over eight and a half higher. That would be my buy point on the under end with the Houston Astros being able to get a nice plus price on this run line and the way that they have been pitching, I think that you've got some relatively solid value there. Now, when it comes to a underdog that I like a little bit more, how about if we wind up going a little bit northward? This is 921-922 sitting out there in the American League. The Minnesota Twins are going to be playing us to the Baltimore Orioles. Spencer Watkins is going to be going for the Orioles, and Joe Ryan is going to be on the bump for Minnesota. Minnesota, you're finding them as good, or yeah, as good as a minus 215, as bad as a minus 225, and when it comes to Baltimore Orioles, you're able to find them as high as $2 right now. I'm seeing them as low as plus 180. Total this game is nine in a lot of spots with a lot of juice on the under. You're able to get north of a plus 190, in my opinion. I think that's worth a shot here on the Baltimore Orioles. Joe Ryan has been a steady Eddie pitcher. He gets you right around eight strikeouts per nine innings, a little bit under three walks per nine innings, one home run per nine. Just a guy that he's really a know-his-role sort of gentleman as he doesn't wind up doing one thing terrific, but... He's just rock solid in all aspects. And for Spencer Watkins last year, this guy was a hot mess with the Baltimore Orioles. Wound up posting up a north of 80 ERA, but you'll notice that with Spencer Watkins, home and road splits for his career, he's got an ERA that's nearly two points lower on the road rather than at home. And for the Baltimore Orioles, this team has the best run line record in the big leagues. And a big reason why is because the bullpen for this team has been absolutely superb. You've got four different guys that are posting up an ERA of a 2-2 or better as You've got Dylan Tate throwing there, Ore Lopez, Cino Perez, and then you've got Felix Batista. They've all been able to do a masterful job out there in this Orioles bullpen, and not a lot of guys are able to get on base. Guys like Anthony Santander, Ryan Mountcastle, you're able to throw in there Austin Hayes, Trey Mancini. These guys have all been able to do a solid job with everyone other than 
Santander being able to provide north of a 270 batting average. And three out of those four gentlemen, they've been able to supply a double-digit amount of formers as well. Cedric Mullins over the last three days, he's been able to 300 for this bunch. And for the Minnesota Twins, they don't have a shortage of guys. They're able to get on base for them themselves. As Byron Buxton, he's getting a home run every 10 and a half at bats. If this guy could just wind up staying healthy, I think that there would be a little bit of value on him to be able to win American League MVP. Unfortunately, he's had to miss a couple too many games, so that's probably going to wind up dooming him. But you do also have a guy in Luis Arias who has been tremendous at being able to get on base for the team. His on-base percentage is hovering right in the pocket of about a 440. So that has been being down with the Minnesota Twins. They're coming off of just having their heart ripped out of them in Cleveland. They wound up losing on walk-off home runs in back-to-back games. They also wound up having a little bit of a blown lead in the first game of their double dip on Tuesday as well. So that's a little bit of an issue for the Minnesota Twins. The bullpen isn't great. The bullpen isn't terrible. Now, got a couple untrustworthy guys. Caleb Theopar along with Emilio Pagan. Both of these guys have north of a 5 ERA. And for the Minnesota Twins, overall, their ERA, 16th out of 30th with regards to the bullpen. So they're pretty much league average at this point. You got guys like Yohan Duran along with Griffin Jacks, the long guys for the team. They've been relatively solid. You're more of your one-inning guys have been the guys that have had their struggles thus far this season, but you do have quite a few guys with regards to the middle of the lineup that are able to get on for you. Nick Gordon has been able to provide right around 255 batting average for the Baltimore Orioles, though it's not necessarily been a team that has been able to light it up in terms of the scoreboard with the way that they've been able to keep things under. I do think that this is a little bit more appealing. Now, when it comes to the total, I did wind up setting it at an 8.6. Seeing the 9 that I'm seeing at DraftKings right now, I'd be looking at that under. If you're seeing an 8.5 out there, then that would be sort of my buy point on the over. But once again, I wanted to talk about this a little bit earlier on the show. If you're laying like a minus 125 to a minus 130 with regards to totals, I just think that that's a long-term proposition that is not going to be profitable just because such few games do wind up landing on the total. So seeing the nine here, I'm going to be taking a look at an under end plus 190 or greater. It's going to be played for me on the Baltimore Orioles. And in the final segment, going to be hitting upon my DK Nation pick for MLB baseball on Friday. And we're just going to be taking a look at anything that I haven't trying to unearth some money with regards to this baseball card. That is coming up next right here on the look at on VEASAN, the sports betting network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. The best conversations I have with my colleagues are the ones that happen when no one is looking, when we're not 100% sure yet what to write. Hopefully, having conversations like this can help you figure out your own point of view. That's kind of our job as Washington Post opinions columnists. I'm Charles Lane, Deputy Opinion Editor. And I'm Amanda Ripley, a contributing columnist. We're going to bring you into these conversations on a new podcast called Impromptu. Follow Impromptu now, wherever you listen. The wait is almost over. Get ready for the 2024 NFL season as the full schedule is announced. Every rivalry, every rematch, every rookie debut, every game revealed. The 2024 NFL Schedule Release, presented by Verizon, coming in May. Live on NFL Network, ESPN2, and streaming on NFL+. Terms and conditions apply to NFL+. Visit nfl.com slash schedule release to learn more. 
What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game. King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think he could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, exactly. he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. He's, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he didn't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is The Look Ahead on VSIN, the sports betting network. Baseball predictions made brighter. Join the Burn in a Ballpark Challenge presented by Blue Moon. You can beat for free for cash all season long as you're able to enter into weekly prediction pools to fight for your share of $62,500 in total cash prizes. Head on over to DraftKings.com slash Blue Moon now to be able to join in on the action. Blue Moon, made brighter, 21 years or older. Terms and conditions and other eligibility restrictions do apply. See DraftKings.com for details. And as per usual, please do drink responsibly as it is the final segment of The Look Ahead with myself, Greg Peterson, holding it down for Scott Seidenberg tonight. You wound up seeing Scott on the nightcap, so I wind up taking... His spot here on the look ahead. So it's sort of the cycle of life over here at VEASAN. And it's always a pleasure to be joined by you guys. And if you are listening to me live, well, you're going to be in for another three hours of Greg Peterson after this. I don't know whether to say you're welcome or I don't know whether to say I am sorry. It is one of those two. I don't know which one it is. But with that said, if you're listening to the replay. Well, you're going to be catching Follow the Money up next at 4 a.m. Pacific, 7 a.m. Eastern Time. The guys, I'm sure, are going to have a lot to react to with regards to all the hoopla in the NBA. We've got now the Big Ten taking in some teams from the great state of California, which means that we're probably going to see more conference realignment after that as well, as that is a revolving door right there. So trust me, it may be July 1st, and typically July and August are more of the, shall we say, dead days of the sports calendar. No shortage of things to talk about right now and no shortage of things to bet on either as we've got a great baseball slate that's going to be going down on Friday. I always write up one article every single day when it comes to DK Nation. We're looking to go to three in a row here on these. So how about if we wind up heading to our nation's capital? This is the Washington Nationals. They're going to be playing us to the Miami Marlins with Josiah Gray towing the rubber for the Washington Nationals and you're going to have Trevor Rogers on the bump from Miami if you're looking at Rotation numbers, this is 903-904, and with Miami, you're going to be able to find them at a little bit of a plus price. I'm seeing them as low as a plus 105. I'm seeing them as high as a plus 115 now in some spots, and when it comes to this total, you're going to be finding it at a 9. The juice is a little bit all over the place, and when it comes to this Washington Nationals team, you're going to be finding them right in the neighborhood of about a minus 125-ish, and when it comes to Washington Nationals, Home and road splits are going to be very big in this one. And this is a Washington Nationals team that they've been winning right around 33% of their games at home all season long. It has not necessarily been a great season for them. And when it comes to the Miami Marlins, 
And you have a guy in Trevor Rogers that has had a relatively rough season, north of a 5'8 ERA for him. So that has been a big, giant issue. But the one thing that I will say about Trevor Rogers is that even last season, this year it's been a little bit more demonstrative. But even if you wind up going back to like his rookie year, his second season while with Miami, he's been a better road pitcher than a home pitcher. And that has really manifested itself this season as he's got an 839 ERA whenever he is at home. On the road, it's more around about a 425 ERA. And it's home runs per nine innings. That is a big reason why. Because this is a guy that when he is on the road, he is giving up right around two and a half walks per, or two and a half home runs per nine innings. When it comes to on the road, 0.7 home runs per nine innings. And then you've got Josiah Gray on the flip side for the Washington Nationals, who to his credit, he has given up two runs or fewer in each out of his last five starts. But that said, he's been significantly worse when he's been in D.C. rather than on the road. 221 road ERA with 1.2 home runs given up per nine innings at home. 2.6 home runs per nine innings rendered with a 591 ERA. And for the Washington Nationals, the deep ball has really been their bugaboo this season, especially on offense. As you've got a Washington Nationals bunch that they are dead last in the National League in terms of home runs per game. And for the Miami Marlins, it's not like they are necessarily going bonkers with regards to the deep ball or anything like that. But they've been able to do a solid job being able to get some deep flies from guys like Chaz Gislam along with Ore Soler. These guys have a combined 27 home runs between the two of them. Gislam has been able to give the team right around 255 batting average. You do need some of the star guys like a Ore Soler. You're able to throw in there even someone like a Jacob Sellings at the catcher spot. They've had a couple guys not necessarily live up to their billing in terms of the offense, but you do have someone in Garrett Cooper who's been able to above a 300 for the team, so that's been helpful for the Washington Nationals. Juan Soto was the National League odds-on favorite to win MVP, and he's not lived up to that this season. He does have a solid on-base right around a 370, but a 225 batting average he has been able to give the team 14 home runs, which adds the tops on that team, but that said, you take a look at just the landscape in general, Major League Baseball, and you expect a little bit more out of him, and it's a Washington Nationals bullpen that they are second worst in terms of ERA in the National League. You just have not been able to get any consistent production of guys like Andres Machado, Kyle Finnegan and company, or Ramirez has been a little bit erratic as well for the Miami Marlins. Has been going a whole heck of a lot better, but you're able to have a little bit of faith in Anthony Bender, a guy that has a sub-3 ERA. You've been able to have someone like a Stephen Okert be able to give you some solid innings as well. So it's been a little bit hot and cold with regards to both of these bullpens, but I do think that the Miami Marlins, they set themselves up for a little bit more success than the Washington Nationals, even with the Nationals having guys like a Nelson Cruz, Kiber Ruiz, you're able to throw in there, Mikel Franco. Guys are able to hit right around about a 250 for this team. Just the fact that they don't wind up getting that deep ball certainly is hurting them quite a bit. So my DK Nation pick is going to be on the Miami Marlins. I wound up saying them as a relatively okay size favorite here, right around a minus 120 on my personal line. You're able to get them at a plus price. So I see some value there. And with the way that both of these guys have just not been able to necessarily perform in general in terms of their pitching, Josiah Gray having his problems at home, and Trevor Rogers having his general problems as his strikeouts per nine rate, now sub nine after last season. It was north of 10. That's been a little bit of an issue for it, for them. I do think that this is going to be a little bit of a higher scoring game. I'm looking at the nine over, and with my DK Nation pick, my write-up that I'm going to be doing, I'm going to be taking a look at the Miami Marlins. And here's a game that we haven't talked about, and it involves the reigning Cy Young Award winner, the Milwaukee Brewers. They're going to be on the road. They're going to be facing off against the Pittsburgh Pirates. This is 907-908 on the betting board with Ronsi Contreras going for the Pittsburgh Pirates. And Corbin Burns, he is going to be on the bump for Milwaukee. Milwaukee is finding themselves 
and between minus 185 and minus 205 favorites. And if you're looking at the Buckos, you're going to be getting them in between about a plus 165 and where I'm at right now, circa, that's a high watermark at a plus 185. But this is a situation where I'm going to be taking a look at the run line of the Brewers, try to reduce the juice. I'm going to lay up to a minus 120. That's what we're seeing at DraftKings. I'm seeing a couple other spots that they have a minus 115. And with Corbin Burns, you're able to actually trust in him a little bit more on the road rather than at home, and you're getting a much better price because when it comes to Corbin Burns, he's got an ERA that's a little bit north of three at home. He's been giving up most of his home runs at home as well. Meanwhile, on the road, even last year, you wound up having a better road ERA than a home ERA, and this year, it's been a little bit more of a demonstrative split. Right around a 1-6 ERA when he has been on the road, he's giving up fewer than two and a half walks for nine innings. The command has been really good, and I take a look at Contreras, and I have been thoroughly impressed. Young 22-year-old who has come up in the Pittsburgh Pirates organization, and the Pirates have actually done a good job of being able to develop some young talent. Ronsi Contreras, Oniel Cruz, who's had a pair of homers in like the last two weeks or so, they have been able to do a very solid job with this team. So they are in good hands until they wind up trading away everything for some like wash-up veteran like Chris Archer. I don't know who would do that. Yep, I remember that, but... With that said, you do take a look at this Pittsburgh Pirates team, and they've been able to do a nice job being able to stockpile the sale, but what they don't have is necessarily a lot of bats. They're able to consistently get on base, as Jax Wisniewski has been able to give the team a couple homers. And I, what I think is really intriguing with the Pittsburgh Pirates, they've had three different guys since Father's Day hit for three home runs, and this is still one of the worst offenses in the league. You've had it from Michael Perez, Jax Wazinski and Brian Reynolds. Now, Reynolds has been able to above a 300. He's got a double-digit amount of homers, I should say, above a 300 over the last three days. Overall for the season, more around a 260. But, I mean, he's been rock solid for the team. But Wazinski along Michael Perez are a pair of guys sitting below a 225 overall for the season. Daniel Vogelback is sitting right around a 225-ish. Hoy Park is as well. You've got a lot of bats that not been great. Diego Castillo, you're able to throw him into the fold. And for the Milwaukee Brewers, You've got a lot of guys that up and down. They're hitting between about a 245 to a 255. Andrew McCutcheon, Christian Yelich, Rowdy Tellez. So you've got some relative good consistency there. William Thomas has been able to get the team 15 home runs. He's been a little bit banged up and batting averages down. And Hunter Renfro, he's right now a little bit out of the fold. He's been dealing with some injuries. Has been able to give the team a double-digit amount of homers himself. But they've gotten Mark Brasso back in the fold. He's really their lone consistent position player that's been able to hit above a 265 this season. But with the Milwaukee Brewers as well, You've got a rested Josh Hader along Devin Williams. If this winds up being a little bit of a close game, Brewers are up, i say, count of 4-2 going into the ninth inning. These guys are able to really lock down, and that's part of the reason why I also do like this total under. Right now, we're seeing it 7.5 across the board with quite a bit of juice on the under, but even at a 7, I would like this under because you do have Corbin Burns, who has been so masterful on the road. you got a Milwaukee Brewers team that really doesn't hit for average, and the Milwaukee Brewers offense, it is actually inflated because they just pound the Cincinnati Reds and they really don't hit anyone else very well. And for the Pittsburgh Pirates, a lot of guys that in general, I've had a little bit of a tough time being able to get on base as well. So seeing the seven and a half, I'm going to be taking a look at an under and with the Brewers up to a minus 112, up to a minus 120 is my buy point on the run line with them. I think that the reigning Young Award winner is going to be able to get them off the schneid after they want to take a loss on Thursday. But we're always taking winners here at VEASAN. It is always great to be able to take a look at the sports landscape. And we got no shortage of things to talk about. Everything from futures to what we've got out there on the diamond. So we got you covered on a little bit of everything, including follow the money right here on VEASAN, the Sports Bank Network.
This is VSIN, the sports betting network. Whether you're a novice or a seasoned veteran in the sports book, VSIN is here to help you improve your sports betting skills. VSIN has assembled the leading team of insiders and team of insiders and team of insiders and team of insiders. At Bed365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. The wait is almost over. Get ready for the 2024 NFL season as the full schedule is announced. Every rivalry, every rematch, every rookie debut, every game revealed. The 2024 NFL schedule release presented by Verizon coming in May. Live on NFL Network, ESPN2, and streaming on NFL+. Plus. Terms and conditions apply to NFL+. Plus. Visit nfl.com slash schedule release to learn more. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW group. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.